So today on the podcast, I have the amazing Emma Gribben, who's my friend and colleague, and she is a global digital marketer. And in the podcast today, we talk about customer personas, what that means for a business, how a business finds out who their customer is, what tools they use, templates that are available for that. And we talk a lot about digital strategy as part of that. And um, you know, digital strategy is so, so important. And Emma reinforces that throughout the podcast. It's definitely what she's passionate about. And after you listen, you'll realize just why it is so important for business owners. Um, Emma gives examples of clients that she's worked with where she has implemented a digital strategy and how that has actually turned things around for their business. So I know you're going to love it. Get your notepad ready. This is a good one. This is an exciting new digital world we live in and I want this podcast to help inspire you on your entrepreneurial journey. It's not easy juggling all the balls in the world of work and I know that more than anyone but I invite you to join thousands of our other listeners as we talk about all things money, marketing, hard times and successes. So get ready to be challenged and inspired. This is The Dig Podcast. Thank you so much for coming, Emma. Thank you so much for having me, Caroline. Oh, no problem. It's so good to see you face to face. We haven't seen each other in so long because of the pandemic. So yeah, it's, it's sort lovely. of weird getting to like meet people again in person, but I'm liking it. Yeah. I'm liking it too. Well, thank you so much for coming. And I guess I kind of give a wee synopsis there, like only a few lines of what you do, but tell, just give everybody a wee idea of like, how this, how how did you come to be a digital marketer? How did this all start and what your experience is? And so um, what you described does cover what I do, but it's really, really broad. And what we cover in a week is, it's exciting, but it's definitely really busy. But um, I didn't always know that I wanted to work in digital. I didn't really know a whole lot about it until about 2010. But I always said I wanted to own my own business. So at school, it was like, what do you want to do when you're older? I said, well, I want to own my own business, but I didn't really know what that was. So um, I decided to study communications, advertising and marketing at Ulster University because of the different options it could provide. And again, I wasn't entirely sure, but I wanted to make, you know, go down that marketing route. Um, so not that long after I graduated, the internet was really becoming a thing. And we're like, oh, right, websites and emails and we're okay. And I thought, well, I've just graduated and I don't know an awful lot about this. I'd need to really upskill myself. So I went and did a postgraduate certificate at Ulster University, all just in digital media. Um, and that kind of gave me the tools. And one of the key things there was strategy. And I remember thinking, that's lovely. But tell me how to do all of the you know, website building and the social media. I really wanted to get down to business. Um, so we had a nice mix of topics there. But it didn't feel like a course. It didn't feel like a slog. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and when it was over, I actually felt quite sad that the course had finished. I was like, I want to do that again or do something similar. Um, so it, it was then a really new one to work in digital marketing. And then I specialized in it from there through a couple of in-house roles. And then in 2014, I decided to move to Dubai on a whim, just as you do. As you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, I'll go somewhere else. I'll try something else um, because life's short. And if I stay here, I'll get a mortgage and buy a house and I'll not go anywhere. So I went and I don't regret going, but it was just not what I thought it would be whatsoever. I think I complete culture shock, realized I am more of a home bird than what I thought. Um, so I was there about six months or so. And then I realized, you know what? I think it's time to do something different. And that's when I came home and started up my own business. And that was six years ago now. So wow. time's been flying since then. And 
obviously you gained so much experience before you just decided to launch your own business. Is there any word particular that you gained lots of experience or? Yeah, definitely. Um, the place where I learned a lot and was able to really like put everything I knew into practice was whenever I worked at Linwood's Health Foods. Okay. So um, I loved working there. It's, it's the best job I've had, you know, even still. And um, it was a really, really exciting company to work for because everybody was like very grounded with local roots. Everyone you know, knew where we came from, but yet and all we were sitting in conference calls with like the PR company in LA, who were obviously like so glam and international. And we were like, oh yeah, we're in Madden and County Armagh, you uh-huh. know, looking out in the cows or in the field across the road. But um, it was just really exciting to get to work in global campaigns. And also digital was quite new, you know, in terms of all of the opportunities it could provide to the company. Um, so it was a hugely exciting time. But also I got to work with um, some of the people who are still um, what I would call digital leaders like Barry Adams. Um, Mm -hmm. He worked with us in SEO. And then also we got to work um, with Jill from Origin Digital, who's now expanded globally. You know, so at the time I knew these people were really talented and I think even their success since then um, has really been proven that kind of way. But um, I learned a lot and was able to put a lot into practice. And that really gave me the confidence to know this is definitely the right career for me. You know, this is definitely the right move. And just to fuel that passion that I had for it. Oh, my God. And so, like, I'm sure you're all listening thinking this girl knows. Like, this is, I remember the first time I heard you speak. And I felt like, oh, my God, she's so smart. She's so smart. (laughs) How does she know all this? And I was obsessed with listening to you ever since. So that's why I was so excited when you said yes, Emma. But you are so clued into the digit, obviously, it's your job, but like you just know your stuff. So I'm going to like pull it all out today. I hope it. you don't mind. Um, so digital strategy, people are listening. What does that mean? Those are words to some people, but what is a digital strategy? It's certainly not the sexy part of digital. Let's no. put it that way. You know, people are very much now about TikTok and Instagram reels and, <laughs> you know, all the fun kind of things. Yes. Um, but I'm doing more and more work in digital strategy and the impact that we're seeing is phenomenal. But um, digital strategy is a really, really important part of any digital marketing, like whether it's a function or campaigns. Um, and I'm getting a lot of clients come to us now who are like, right, Emma, this is what we've done so far. Social's working okay. We've experimented with email. We know we need to do something on our website, but we're kind of like, we need the next step. We need a push. We've kind of plateaued. So what we do there is we take stock of everything. So when it comes to digital strategy, it's very much about not just jumping on the next trend or saying, okay, well, look, you're not doing TikTok. It's really cool right now. Like You need to do that and all your problems will be solved. Um, But rather really taking a deep analytical view of the company, doing a situation analysis to see what is working, what's not working, what could be improved, and understanding the customers in a lot of detail and then going through and developing objectives, strategy, tactics, action, and then making sure we can measure all of that. So what I've described is the sauce tech model, ultimately. Um, that's something I picked up whenever I was studying digital media communication way back in 2012. Um, but it's something I use practically every month with clients now. It's developed by PR Smith. It's kind of one of those timeless frameworks. And it's not just for digital marketing. I've tried to apply it to home life. <laughs> right, tell us more what, what so in what way. So with SOSTAC, it stands for um, Situation Analysis, Objective Setting, Strategy, Tactics, Actions, and Control. Okay. And it's ultimately like a circle. Okay. So, you know, you just move from one step to the next. So with anything, you just get the data. So you do your situation analysis and be like, right, where are we now? You know, what's okay. going on? So that's where a lot of businesses really benefit from because 
they're working away, they're doing what they do, but they're not actually taking stock of, is that working? You know, is social media actually driving revenue for us? Um, or is organic traffic where we're getting it all from? So we take a lot of the channels that they're using. We use tools that they quite often already have, like analytics, but we just analyze it in a way that they're like, oh, I didn't know that. You know, that data was there, but they didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And we kind of just paint a really clear picture for them and outline what they should be doing next. And then that's them on the motorway flying. Oh my God. So, so interesting to say this because I just spoke with a, a girl that I used to mentor, but now you're friend. you know, that, that happens where you yeah. mentor people and then you're friends. So, so we'd still stay in touch. And she said to me, oh, like, I've, I've done 10 reels, just when you talk about reels, I've done 10 reels and there's, you know, and it took me so much time and you all said we should be doing reels and nothing's happening. And I felt bad for her because she spe she was so invested in these reels because there was the buzzword, like you said, yeah. but it was, there's no email marketing, there's no, you know, any yeah. of the other things you're talking about to back it all up to make the sales happen. So what you're saying, I think every business owner needs to they look absolutely at. do. Yeah, like I'm so passionate about strategy. And as I said, it's one of the least sexy elements because people don't see it straight away when they go on Instagram. But the reason why I'm so passionate about strategy as well is in the last 12 to 16 or even 18 months, right, the pandemic, the businesses that I've worked with where we've created a strategy and done all that and followed the SauceTech process, um, like one organization, they, they've asked me not to name it because they're doing really, really well, which is fantastic for yes. them. Um, but they reached their 12-month goals within six months. You know, so that was just completely exciting and they were dumbfounded in that sense because they thought they didn't think that would be possible and with that company we started from them having a website where it was very very difficult for people to transact and transactions were kind of happening you know maybe through a paypal invoice or um, a bank transfer to setting them up with an e-commerce channel and then it really just took off and that's just one example out of plenty that we've seen over the last couple of months where businesses have been transformed where online has really become like a really, really strong element of that business. Mm -hmm. And I, I get, it's just so hard for business owners now. Like I spoke to somebody else this morning who actually started off with an online store and now they have a bricks and mortar store. So they've done it the other way around and, and they're definitely ahead of the game. But mm -hmm. all of the traditional retailer, I'm talking about retail, I suppose, but product-based people are used to like having a bricks and mortar and now they're having to face this online world. Yeah, so it can be daunting, you know. Yeah, oh my God, yes, because they're one-man band sometimes. Mm -hmm. And even like there's there's company we work with and they have a number of outlets across the island of Ireland and they were really, really strong in the pandemic and then overnight they were closed and they just thought, what do we do? How do we respond? Let's do click and collect. Um, but they knew that there was an opportunity to sell online. So they started from nothing, like a grocery site, and then were able to grow their revenue into three figures within six months or so and it's continuing to grow and even though retail is now reopened then I have this new uh, channel which is equivalent to having another store in their wow. business that's amazing yeah but it's a strategy piece you know like we're talking about there about the website but in addition to that they're doing their social media ads and have a good email campaign and a retargeting so everything coming together can create that level of impact yeah I think business owners just need to get their head around 
posting on social is not enough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it works if you have a yeah. huge following and your people are really invested. But, you know, I think long term you need a strategy, the sexy word you keep talking about. Yeah, we'll make strategy sexy, Caroline. We'll, okay, we'll let's do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Like, it can be a daunting process. Um, and quite often, whenever we go with the, the findings from the situation analysis, businesses sort of sit like this here. They're like trying to take it all in mm-hmm. and they're thinking this is really really good but you're giving us so much stuff and we had a wonderful organization recently who said you know Emma this is brilliant but see the part you're going to show us next about social media because we just presented a whole section on the website and SEO can we do that next week because my head is buzzing with ideas yes. there's so many things I want to write down now okay don't give me the social media piece so we went back the week after and we're like okay here's the social media piece you know and then we we're able to build on it from that but they're working away on it straight away. There's big changes for their company, but they know that it's all heading in a certain direction. They're not just doing it because they felt like doing it or they pulled it mm. out of the sky, you know? Wow, oh my God. So, like, is a wee bit of everything enough? Like, if you know, like, when you were, like, I know whenever I had my shop and stuff, like, I tried, tried to do a wee bit of email marketing and then I was working on my website and, and I was doing a bit of social, but sometimes I felt like I was just, what's the saying, like, going against the wind, I didn't feel like I was actually moving forward. Is it enough to just do a wee bit of each piece? It depends on the business and the goals, like especially with e-commerce, where we see that there's a big, big impact is building email marketing into that, building retargeting into that strategy, um, and then having some really, really good analytics. So sometimes clients do say, well, Emma, look, you're going to do our situation analysis and come to us with a digital marketing strategy, but we might not be able to actually do all of this. We might not be able to deliver. And that is the case sometimes, and that's where we can say, well, do you know what? We've got a package here where we can implement this certain chunk and you can continue to do that piece of it. So it's not like it's on the company to do it all themselves. Um, but it comes down to what they want to achieve. It comes down to obviously what kind of business they are, what industry they're in. But in the strategy, we're not saying, let's just start doing everything because that mm-hmm. can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some companies just have a set budget and they have their set resources and you know even if there's a promise of five hundred thousand pounds in the next 12 years they might not have finance there right now to get to that point you know so they have to walk before they can run so um it does come down to what they want to achieve and kind of what they're doing already and where the gaps are so it's it's never a rinse and repeat you know like when we set out to do an audit you're like right brace yourself you know you're going on that real journey Mm -hmm. and it is long days and long nights of the analysis and you're your eyes are going square with all the spreadsheets and stuff, but then whenever you start to see the wood for the trees and it comes to light, you feel really excited. You're like, oh, this is really good for the client to have. And yeah. you know, when you're sending it off to them, they're going to get good value from yeah. it. But it's it's an emotional journey to me. <laughs> I would say, I would know rightly it is an emotional journey because I guess I, I never met anyone that came to me like you do, like saying, right, this is laid out. This is the what's going right. This is what's going wrong. And here's how we can help you and this is the packages if you can afford. I would have seen that as good. Like I needed someone like that in my life. It's very hard to find people that do that type of, this is what it is. We are now going to help you and this is how we can and this is what you can afford. So the fact you offer that is unreal, Emma. So we'll talk at the end anyway about how people can find out more because I know people are like, just tell us how we can get her. <laughs> but but that's what business owners need because this is yeah. not most people's expertise this is your expertise yeah so we don't know how to do these things you know and the biggest challenge Caroline is that I think for too long there's been a lot of rhetoric that digital is free 
Like digital doesn't cost anything. I know, yes. Why are you not doing not right? It's like, not true. No. no, it's not true. You can go and you can create your social media posts and you can put them out there for free. That's great. Of course. But in order to get proper traction, you need an ad strategy behind it. In order to make changes to your website, if you're not a developer, you need someone who knows what they're doing. So, you know, none of us are here to try and rip clients off or to take advantage of anybody. And if I look at the work I do and the amount of invoice, I'm always kicking myself saying, you give away about 25% of that for free or you didn't yes. charge for that because this kind of person I am, typical cancer star sign, <laughs> I get too emotionally involved. I know, but if you care, so. Well, I do care, yeah, yeah from that point of view. But um, I think that a lot of businesses, whenever they go right, we're going to go on a journey here and there's a couple of thousands pound of an investment to mm -hmm. do that. That's where the sometimes are we a bit nervous about it yeah. because it does take a, a lot of analysis and it does take work to get to where you want to be. But you know, the people that we've had going through that journey look back and they don't regret it for a second. I can imagine. Like, look where we are. I know. You know oh my God. We do need to change the rhetoric. I think that's unhealthy for a lot of people to be saying this is free and that's free because like anything in life, if you really want to get from it, you have to invest properly. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. And hopefully there's people listening that will change their mindset about that. Yes, doing a social media post is free for you to create, but all the rest of the things is a service and a skill and you're trained and absolutely should cost. But So I know we talked about when we were on our call before the podcast about customer personas and how important that is as part yeah. of it all. What is, can you explain to me what that is and why that's important? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a term that a lot of businesses don't use every day uh -huh. and it's sometimes seen as an activity where like oh we'll just do that as part of our strategy and you know not really look at it again um but quite often when I come and I work with the business and I'm like well who's your ideal customer and they're like everybody we want to go global we just want everybody to come to us and I'm like that's lovely but in reality you know do you have people of a certain gender or people of a certain age group people with certain interests or buying behaviors or what makes your client identifiable um, and then we start to get into the nitty gritty. So with the customer persona development, it's just really getting very clear on who your ideal target customer is. Whilst we'd love to like have our businesses serving hundreds of thousands of people, that's not always practical. And if you try to be everything to everybody, you end up not really having any value or purpose to anybody because it's too broad mm -hmm. and it doesn't really meet those needs. Um, so with the persona development, we get down to the nitty gritty. Who do you specifically want to get in front of? Who do you specifically want as your customer? Um, and there's quite a bit of research that comes with that too. So we would do analysis on the Google Analytics account to find out like where in the world current customers are coming from and is there a certain gender breakdown, age breakdown? What about their interest categories, their affinity categories? What are they in the market for? And then also look at social media as well, you know, to see um, the Audience Insights tool on Facebook was amazing because you could see all the other content that they consumed on Facebook and then they took that away. No way. Yeah, oh, it was it was a very sad time. Ah. <laughs> but you know, all of that data really allows us to paint a really clear picture. And then of course, we've got customers own tools, like their own CRM systems where they're gathering, you know, customer data births and all that kind of stuff and interest categories. But it's just putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And then the client's like, yeah, that totally does represent who we want to go after. Or do you know what? Let's service a new market. So one of the companies that I'd worked with throughout the pandemic, 
um, they had a slightly older customer and then as a result of everything that was happening they said, you know what we need to go after a customer group that's now like 10 years older because they're going to be more au fait with um, shopping online and then they even adjusted their whole product offering like not overhauled it entirely but brought in some new pieces to reach that slightly younger customer as a result you know so by looking at it they were able to say the way we're going could actually be improved you know if we make a change here so um I find it really exciting you know I studied sociology so I love looking at society and trends and all that kind of stuff but um yes hugely insightful for businesses but you know it's not something that we talk about mm -hmm. a lot when we're talking about digital marketing the mm -hmm. conversation goes to the latest channel or the latest tactic the dig podcast is all about educating my listeners but it's so important to me that it is also a place to gain exposure each week, we open up the podcast to brands and business owners to pitch to you guys. I can't wait for you to hear from this week's business. Hi everyone, it's Paula from Orange Box Farm Shop. I am just coming on to tell you all a little bit about ourselves. We are based in Eglish, which is a wee village just outside Dungannon. Orange Box first started actually as a catering company in our own home which we quickly outgrew and has now developed into a family-run farm shop incorporating all our fresh foods. We are renowned for our wheat and bread and pepper sauce, with people travelling from far and wide to purchase. Our customers are also big fans of our homemade coleslaw, buying close to 80 kilo every week. We still are very focused on our catering side of our business along with the farm shop, so if you have a function coming up, give us a shout and we can advise you on different food options and packages. Within the shop itself, we do specialise in a range of gluten-free products. These can be pre-ordered by contacting us directly in the shop or via our social. We also wholesale these products to a number of shops. So if you're a local business and are interested in any gluten-free products, please just give us a shout. The farm shop itself is open Monday to Friday, 8am to 5.30pm and on Saturday, 8am to 4pm. So follow us on social and join our journey of providing amazing food for the local community. Like you say, you say to people who are your customer and they think they know them, but do they know like where the shop and what they're eating and who they're <laughs> going out with at the weekend. That all matters when you're trying to market yeah, to them, right? It does, surely. And, and how do they get started? Like, how do businesses get started trying to find out, like, what tools can they use? Like, well, you've named a few there, but... Yeah, well, even, you know, at a very basic premise, Google Analytics, okay. just you go and look at your audience, look at the age breakdown, the gender breakdown. Go and um, look I at tell your... people how to get Google Analytics because people don't know. Just go to Google Analytics. Google Google Analytics. Okay, Google Google Analytics. And there's a big um, and I'm not saying that as in, like, I didn't know this either until I started to work <laughs> with people like Emma, who actually had said this is how you do it. So, yep. yeah. Google Google Analytics. There's a big Start Now button or Sign In button. Go with that. And then it'll ask you for your website. And if you don't have your tracking code installed, it will walk you through the process of doing that. Like if you have a website like Shopify, you quite literally get your tracking code, copy it and paste it into your Shopify. Um, so it's very, very straightforward in order to set it up. But and there it is, you have it. It's it's amazing. I couldn't do my job without that kind of data. And it's amazing many business owners wouldn't even know how to access that. Yeah, yeah. And we still work with a lot of businesses who are like, I think the web developer set that up. I know, I And know. you know they haven't looked at it since, you know, so they're not getting any of that data. They're not yes. getting any of that insight. But um, if it's there, all the better. It's better than setting it up today it doesn't go retrospectively yeah you know it has to be it attracts from the minute nor it's set up so even if it is there and you haven't looked at it that's still a good thing yeah uncover all that goodness so don't think it's hard to access it's not just google google analytics hit start mm -hmm. now or sign in with your mm -hmm. email yeah your you gmail account yeah 
get okay, going. So that everybody way. try and investigate that and see what your trends are and who your audience is. So are there templates or any kind of tools for doing it for the first time? You know, like templates for like figuring out who your customer is and yeah. recording all that so you can make a way forward? Absolutely. Um, I like to keep things simple, try to not overcomplicate. So um, anyone who's been on training with me probably in the last six months will have um, heard me going on about the HubSpot templates. Okay. So HubSpot has got a downloadable PowerPoint template and you quite literally fill in the information that it's asking for. And there's about four or five slides per persona. And you can obviously have more than one persona. Um, so it's free to download. And then also they have a persona builder. So if you want to take a wee bit more lighthearted approach to it, you can create a wee avatar and choose like the uh, hair color and clothing color and skin color of your ideal customer. And that can be just a bit of a visual representation. Um, you can give them a name if you want to. Like in FMCG, we see a lot of persona development because it's obviously a faster moving category. Products have multiple needs. You know, they, they meet the needs of lots of different groups. So, you know, you might have energetic Annie and all this kind of stuff. And you can get to the stage where the personas become a part of your marketing team. And when you're thinking about a piece of content or an initiative, just be like, would that persona like that? You know, you keep yes. them in mind as if they're imaginary friends without sounding a wee bit too off the wall you know yeah <laughs> makes sense though doesn't it you're keeping them in your mind yeah. when you're creating all this, the things uh it's unreal so i know we talked earlier where you mentioned one business that you worked with and and you've implemented a digital strategy and it's worked really well have you any other examples where you could tell us like a, a few things that you've done to bring that strategy together and like how it's working for them Yes, absolutely. So I'll go with a, an example from a pandemic. I think okay. it's good to have like recent or relevant examples. Um, so there was an organization that we started working with pretty much early on in the pandemic and they were in um, like the creative industries. And um, whenever we started working with them, we very much focused on the customer journey. So as part of the situation analysis, we looked at their website. We looked at how easy or difficult it was to purchase, purchasing through social media channels and how easy or difficult it was to find them online. So with the situation analysis, everything was just kind of taken stock of and then the recommendations were made so we could say, right, that element's working really well, but there's a big opportunity in doing this particular thing or that kind of thing. So we got to work in the recommendations and then every month just rolled out a certain activity from that recommendations list. Now, alongside that, the client was working on elements of that themselves. So they were kind of saying, well, look, we'll do what we can do here. And then Emma, can you oversee X, Y or Z? Um, so over the course of a couple of months, we completely transformed how people could transact on the website, opened up social media commerce channels, so using Facebook shop, Instagram shop for them, got really, really great results from retargeting. So they had a big audience in social. People were very interested, but necessar didn't necessarily purchase there and then. So we started to like retarget and bring those audiences closer, you know, to start to say to people, in a way, we know that you're a fan of the brand, but this weekend only there's a 25% discount but we we're only showing that to people that we knew already had that level of interest so it wasn't just for a cold audience mm -hmm. so all of these activities that we were doing that we were rolling out were building the website audience and therefore meaning that we could get more from that again so repurposing that with the likes of lookalike audiences across Google and also across Facebook and Instagram so I'll be here probably for the rest of the day telling you every single thing that we did and you'll be falling asleep with that. But you can see how at the start, working with the situation analysis, we could hone in on the things that mattered, you know, the things that were of benefit to them. Mm -hmm. like at a stage we we're saying we could add alt tags to every single image on the site, but is that going to get us 
a bigger benefit than investing in creating our audiences on Facebook and Instagram ads manager? No, you know, that's oh, what right. we want okay. to go down the route of. So, so we didn't, there's still a list, put yes. it that way, oh, course, you know, yes. there always But you prioritized. Yeah, but we're focusing on the things that ultimately would drive more website visits and drive more revenue um, for the company because for any journey like that, the company themselves want to say, this is working. Mm -hmm. We're getting sales, we're getting customers from that. Mm -hmm. um, but as you know, it doesn't happen overnight either. I'm so excited to be able to finally launch the Dig Social Academy. It's something that I've been working on for so long. So the excitement is real. It'll be my first online course and one that I just can't wait to deliver. It's a social media bootcamp and it's suitable for anybody wanting to learn techniques on how to navigate through Facebook and Instagram. I know that's not easy sometimes. So as well as learning to navigate through those platforms, we'll also learn how to create content that gets you noticed online. So if you would like to be part of the Social Media Academy, then follow my Instagram, dig for success, send me a message and I'll send you a direct link to the course. It's gonna be amazing. Like, this is mine, but like this type of analysis is an expert like you, isn't he? Like it's it's too much to ask a business owner that's not trained in this type of thing to actually do all that, Emma, in yeah. my opinion. Do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, with the business owners that we work with who haven't studied marketing. Yes. They, they wouldn't enjoy doing it either because it's, it would make them want to close their <laughs> business forever. Like, and that's not fair either. A lot of, I just, go, coming from the business perspective, a lot of because I've mentored businesses, like not in the same scale as you, but I mean, I, I speak to people and they become so consumed by all the digital stuff, they start to feel like their business isn't worthwhile doing anymore. And there's no point and I can't do all that and all. But you have to hire people to help you with this. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, one of the functions that every business needs is to make sure that the books balance at the end of the year, but you we don't put this pressure to be an accountant. You know, yeah, okay, record your, your transactions and record your sales and your expenditure. But yet now we're happy to go and get a, an accountant to do that. So, so true. I think we need to realize in our own business, what can we do ourselves? What yeah. do we the time and the resource and the interest for? And then what do we outsource to people that know how to do it better than us, faster than us to really go ahead? Because, you know, if you're trying to do everything yourself, mm. you're going to burn out. You know, you're going to get mm. to that point where you do get sick of it or think, mm. I'm going to close the doors if I'm not. So I have a story to tell you and it's totally like it's sometimes I think about it and that's sometimes the state I would have got in so I had a shop as you know and my mum came in one Saturday and I was in my office and do you know what I was doing and I had so much to do I wanted I was trying to do email marketing I was doing my social content I was being on the shop floor I was being the base of the brand I was being oh my god I was just just trying to do it all because I always felt like I couldn't afford to employ someone I just had that money negative money mindset too where mm -hmm. I I was scared of money, scared of not having enough, scared of paying someone like you and it not working. I was always scared when I was in business. Do you know what I was doing? And it was her made me wise up, putting two peas and one piece into money bags because they all mounted up in the in the safe. And I was spending my time, I think I spent an hour and a half that like putting all the two peas into the pine bags. And, and she goes to me, what are you doing? And I, I was like, I'm just sorting out these two peas and one piece. And she was like, Caroline, you own this shop. This is not a good where to spend your time and I was like I was so overwhelmed with everything I do I, I stepped back and started to sort out the petty cash because I couldn't even focus and then I had to do what you're talking about I had to pull myself back say right this is what you know and, and look at it and get people like yourself and, and digital 24 and all to help me look at strategy and all but I get so much 
why business owners are afraid of this and but they beat themselves up and when I listen to you I'm like just get Emma just get someone like Emma think see who you can get that you connect with and, yeah. and let you do your thing I think that you know the reason why someone's in business is that they see an idea or they have a talent just focus on that I you know, know. put I your know. energies into what you're good at and don't try and do everything yourself and you know I've had to learn from that in my business this year as well Thankfully, it's been really busy over the last year or more. And I have um, recruited a full-time digital marketing executive who is amazing. Oh, and wow. I wish I'd done it like two years beforehand. But, you know, Sarah's on board and she is phenomenal. And it, I understand it takes a lot for you to hand over elements of your business that you've done yourself and you're passionate about. But just get someone who's really good and get someone who you can trust. Mm-hmm. And then the load is 20 million times lighter. Oh, and you don't sort two peas in one piece because you're so frustrated <laughs> about all the work you have to do. I'll never forget that day, but she made me wake up and said, Caroline, come on. So sometimes you need somebody to pull you out of the hole. And then as a business owner, you get into that hole a lot. Yeah. But um, I have written here, what advice would you give business owners struggling to embrace all of this? But we've just talked about it. So, um, you know, is there anything else there if they are struggling that they could be doing to maybe start doing things themselves? Or what do you think? I think it does start with data. You know, if okay. they're in a position where they're confused or they're unsure, just get down to the facts. You know, figure out how many sales are you getting in a month? How many sales are you getting in a year? And where they're coming from? And um, just start to look at all mm-hmm. of your channels. Like, look at your website on mobile phone. And it still surprises me in training. You know, when I say, right, get out your mobile phone and have a look at your site. Would you buy if you were a potential customer? And some people are like, oh, I'm so embarrassed, I have to put my phone down. I only look at it at desktop. I never really see it from the customer yes. point of view. You know, just start to look at the main channels and try and try and step outside of your own role and say, if I was a customer, like, what I like that? Is it clear? Um, or get people within your own business to try and help you with it. But, you know, start off with the data. The easiest thing is to speak to someone that knows what they're doing and just say, look, this is what we want to achieve, more sales, or we want to expand into another territory, or we want to launch a new product or whatever it is. Just get the right people on board that know how to do it, who can support you, who've done it a million times beforehand and are going to be passionate in your business, you know, to do that kind of thing. But it's like any big challenge. When you break it down into the smaller steps, you're like, okay, I'll this step and then that one and then the one after. And the next thing you know, you're halfway through it and it doesn't really feel daunting anymore. You're such a logical thinker, aren't you? And a planner. Yeah. Like, I know that about you already, <laughs> but when I hear you saying it again, I'm like, yes, this is what you should be doing. So step by step, taking one bit at a time and working through it and you get to the end result then. I'm already asking Niall and such Tuesday, what are we doing on Sunday? Are, are we leaving at this time or that time? And uh, he was like, I have to go talk to you later. This is your uh, Emma's fiance. He's not as strategically thinking as you. No, he's tortured by my plans. But here, we get it got done. you wherever you are. Well, like, I wish that I had been brave enough to take the step in my business to get. But look, you live and you learn. And I'm seeing all the things now that, you know, I wish I had known then. But hindsight's a great thing. But this is why I love doing the podcast, Emma, because there'd be people listening that just need this wee bit of confidence listening to this going, God, you know what? I'm just going to get someone to help me with this. Yeah. And it means they're going to feel lighter in their mind you know and we can do you know we've that time to do other things um as well you know we can we've been through a tough time recently Mm -hmm. everyone has been Mm -hmm. so it's time to start finding that joy again in your business and in your life and thinking we're kind of getting out the other side of all of the the rubbish that it brought so you know really do prioritize what's important for you as a business owner to do and then where you can bring in experts and really just get the whole thing going get the momentum moving oh wow so everybody's gonna be like 
chomping at the bit. How can we find her? So how can we, how can people find out more about Gemma, what you're doing and reach out or actually just look at the work you've done or whatever? Where are you hanging out? So you can find me across social media, um, Instagram, Facebook. We're posting tools, tips, hints, insights daily. So you might just get something for free there, my yes. hated word. Um, and, and then also uh, your, your so Digital by Emma. Digital, digital by Emma. So you yes. can find me under that. And then on LinkedIn, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn with my personal account. Um, that's not a problem. Reach out to me if people have questions as well. I really love getting questions like, I heard you said this, or I was at a workshop recently and you mentioned that, so follow up that way. And also you can check out my website, www.digitalbyemma.com. All the packages are on there and there's a contact form if you just want to ask a question and find out more. So just to add to that, Emma is obviously my, I said at the start, my friend and colleague, but when I um, closed my shop and was moving into a new part of my life and Emma, I reached out to Emma for kind of like, can I do this? Am I good enough? <laughs> Is this okay? She said to me, you know, someone, I don't know if you know, but you were so um, encouraging of, of what I could do, but also realistic. And, and you're, that's why you're so, I love what you do and how you talk because you made me say, no, you can do this. This is how you do it. And you helped me in so many ways. Like you told me things to do. No, you need to do this. You need to do that. Move forward with this. And that helped. And that was all. I was just doing it. I know you would do that for anybody that reached out. So definitely check out Emma. She's my friend first, but you can check her out and, <laughs> and see, you know, I just think it's, you're great and you do give free tips and everything. And even if they never get you in for their services, following you online is very, very inspirational. So, Oh yeah. Like also like people can get in touch with questions. That's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Knowledge. That's what I mean. You're so good. You yeah. just give out your information regardless of being I go to bed thinking about client problems and solutions and then I'm like, I have to go to sleep now. The alarm's going to go off. Well, that shows how passionate you are about your job. But anyway, we could talk all night. <laughs> um, thank you so much and yeah thanks for coming on the dig podcast it was my pleasure thank you for having me thank you thank you so much for tuning in to another week of the dig podcast if you missed anything we've made some show notes for you with all the links and all the good stuff we've talked about today remember if you do listen to an episode screenshot it and share it on social remember to tag me so that i see it and i can reshare on my platform i love to see everyone tuning in each week it has been an honor to be your host I look forward to our next episode.